Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the Casey Adams Show. Today, I am joined by Daniel Cassidi, the founder and CEO of Rastaclat. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Daniel. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. I've been super excited to dive into your story, man. I um, not only have, I told you this on the phone yesterday, not only have I been a fan of Rastaclat for years, but to just see how far you guys have come and how you guys continue to crush it, truly inspiring. And I'm excited to, to learn more about your story yeah. today. So yeah, congrats on everything. Oh, thank you. Um, it's not not often I get to sit across from someone that, you know, is a fan of the brand and now doing their own thing and and uh, inspiring the world. So it's pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Awesome, man, for yeah. sure. Um, so for people that may not know what, yeah. So for people that no, don't know what Rastaclat is, I'd love for you to just give yeah. them a high level overview of what the brand is and you know why you started it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll just start with how why I started it, you know, I was, uh, when I was 17 years old, I wanted to become a professional skateboarder. I dedicated my life towards that. And I got good enough where sponsors started sending me sneakers and clothing, you know, kind of influencers before influencers were what they are today. And I just, you know, started taking extra shoelaces from my skate shoes and making braces out of them just for my own self expression of, you know, what I wanted to express. And people just loved it. I go to school. I'm in, I'm a junior in high school. And 10 of my friends asked me for these bracelets. So I went home and I just fashioned them and um, went to school the next day, gave it to my friends, you know, and, and what I didn't realize is by the end of the day, everyone come back to me with like a, a story of like, hey, man, like somebody noticed me because of the bracelet and I just saw their confidence perk up or people were inspired by just creating and they wanted to now create. So um, I saw that as like an emotional transaction of positivity and like good. So that's what made me want to continue to do it. So I have an interesting story where the what, which is a bracelet and the why spreading positivity and that mindset was kind of all birthed in, in 24 hours. And I, I was able to sort of tap into that. Um, fast forward, went to school, studied fashion, designed for a lot of brands, Levi's, Reebok, all these different brands. And, um, and uh, yeah, started the brand 10 years ago, like really started it. You know, uh, it was a little bit more of a hobby when I, when I was 17, but yeah. started 10 years ago. And uh, so, yeah, Ross Cloud's a brand or accessory brand. Um, it's all about the message of uh, inspiring people of a positive mindset every single day, but also making sure people look good in that journey, you know? Yeah. And so we focus on accessories, bracelets. We're just expanding into more jewelry and apparel as well. So um, that's what we are. And, and, and in, in regards to business, we're complete omni-channel, retail, international distribution, uh, e-commerce, third-party marketplaces. We're all over the place. I love that. And, yeah. and for the listeners, I was telling you this yesterday on the phone, um, you know, I have... I remember, I don't know when exactly this was, but probably yeah. like seven, eight years ago when I was 15 or 14, 13 years old as a yeah. young teenager, 
my mom, I would get Rasta Clad bracelets. I'm not talking like just a few, like <laughs> 10, 20, 30, 40, Shout 50 out. over the years. Shout out, Miss Adams. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> like every Christmas, every holiday, birthday yeah. gift. It's like you yeah. get a couple of Rasta Clad bracelets. And I have two older brothers, and we would all have it. So times three, yeah. right? So it's like not only have I seen your brand progress and it's had an impact on my life, right? Like when you put it on, you feel fresh, you feel yeah. good, especially as a young teen. Um, but, I, you know, I'd love to dive into it now from this side of it right. where, you know, the business, when you talk about retail, I always would find them in Zoomies. That was like my go-to spot. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, you know, take a step back and ask you, when you guys first launched, obviously it wasn't um, in retail retailer stores first. Right. Like what was that transition from, was it digital at, at the beginning, then it went to retail? Yeah. And how does... The, uh, like the general business look like when it comes to, you know, the amount of time you spend on retail versus yeah. um, online? That's a really good question. And I'll start for where it started, you know, so bef I mean, the brand was founded in 2010. So, you know, so you know, Instagram was just starting to pop off. It hadn't even really become like an everyday thing for everyone. And so really my first year was going to music festivals and setting up a six foot table and putting my products up there, wheat pacing, parking lots and we pacing bathrooms. Those are only two places I can I knew I can get people's attention. And that's it was all about guerrilla marketing. You know, and that's kinda right. how I built my first year, like survived like that first year of, you know, being kind of a one man show at that point. And then um, you know, I was selling to a couple stores and reps sales reps would go into these stores and they had everything. You know, a sales rep has a has a, a collection, whether they have hats, t shirts, shoes, watches, but nobody had something like jewelry. So they were like, This is cool. This will add to our package. And then they picked up that they, they wanted to represent the brand. So I, I gave them an opportunity. And before you knew it, you know, we were in, you know, Zoomies. You talked about that, PacSun, Foot Action. You know, we went from like 15 doors to over 2,000 doors in a matter of like three months. Wow. And it was just like that. It was just like that. Wow. And it, it was because the product was so unique. But we also had like Nicky Diamonds wearing his Rolex with yeah. the Rossiclop bracelet. We had, yep. you know, the game. I had influencers. I was going out. Was this organic or how did this? Because I, I remember this now that you're talking yeah. about. It. Like, yeah. what was that product placement strategy or was it just organic? It was it was a uh, product placement strategy was, you know, get out and uh, do sneaker. I did a lot of sneaker um, reselling like events, Dunk Exchange, yeah. Sneaker Con. And then they'd have they had, they'd have acts there like the game would come out and perform rappers and, and athletes and so I would just gift skateboarders, athletes, rappers, musicians, and that's how it was. It was just it was it was, you know, on hand compact, if yeah. you will. It wasn't any, it wasn't DMing people. It was just like going out there and really see you know, make sure people saw you. And so that's how it started and so the marketing was behind it. And then it got into retail and it, it started to continue to go. And then slowly but surely, you know, international distributors that had stores in Southeast Asia and in Europe and everywhere around the world started calling up and saying, hey, we want this brand. We're seeing people wear it. So now I started building that international distribution um, and uh, and third party marketplaces like, you know, Lazada and Taobao and all these different things. Um, and then really only about five, maybe six years ago, we really started focusing on the e-commerce space. You know, we, we're kind of we're not really a digitally native brand. Yeah. You know? And so. Um, but yeah, that's been the journey the last five or six years, scaling that and understanding how do all these different marketplaces work together and where do you spend your time, you know, and yeah. where do you spend your marketing budget and, and focus? So that's been a journey. So, yeah. 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 Oh, that's super cool to hear. Outside yeah. of, I'm curious, like outside of the U.S., like what are some of your biggest markets that you've noticed over the years? Yeah, yeah I mean, Ross Cloud is really, you know, focused in U.S., North America. 
Um, and, and Asia specifically and specifically China, we have so wow. many fans in China. You we, guys have really like penetrated the Asian yeah. culture, that, I mean, which is hard to do from a business perspective. Yeah, it's, That's it's really difficult cool to hear. from a business perspective, but difficult from a brand perspective. You know, what something may mean here, like our motto, seek the positive, may mean something different in, in, in China. And so we've been able to, to localize the brand and take our canvas and sort of tell stories within a lens that that community can understand. Um, of course, with great partners. So, you know, China's a big part. Obviously, there's a billion and a half people there, about 500 million uh, Gen Z. So that's a big market. Yeah. But then all the other countries, Philippines, Thailand, Malaysia, you know, we're in Australia, we're in Europe, we're in Central America. So we have placement everywhere. But when you look at sheer numbers of population, you know, the China market and U.S. Yeah. market really drive drive our business. That's so that's awesome. Yeah. Um I'm curious, how big is the team? Over, you know, over the years, you started off as one man band. Like, where yeah. has the team grown to today? And we're so we're in Long Beach, California, where we founded the company. And um, yeah, we got a team of about forty people there. Um, and then in Asia, um, in our subsidiary, about sixty people as well that are nice. working. So total about a hundred people um, within the within the company working for us. So very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I'm curious. You know, you started this brand. You're 17 years old with this. You know, this passion for yeah. for skateboarding, which fueled fashion and positivity over the years like this is my assumption of it and that's why i'm asking this question like it seems like you guys have really stayed very disciplined with how you guys show up in the marketplace you know what the brand means um and i'd love to hear from you know you like how you think about the brand since inception to today and how has it changed yeah. and you know how do you think about it moving forward yeah we've been disciplined on one thing and it's about our our core values you know and and uh which is passion righteousness and discovery and and excellence and integrity so really focused on that but also our brand message seek the positive like whatever that we do our mission statement is inspire the world to seek the positive so anyone's doing anything that doesn't align with that in the customer journey then we're not accomplishing our mission so that's been consistent from day one in our culture and in our brand that'll never change um i think you know we've been showing up kind of the same you know like you talked about very consistently i think that's been good but also it's a big opportunity for us you know yeah. as i told you we we really have customers that are you know uh, 15 to 22 like you talked about when you wore the the brand yeah, and sure. they're now evolving they're like getting their first cars they're having their own shows you know like <laughs> you sure. know really taking on the world and, and and doing their own part and so um the evolution of the brand and how we show up is now having products and marketing and partnerships and collaborations that now align with a, you know a 25 to 30 year old and a 30 to 40 year old because same thing miss casey's still buying young uh, yeah Ms. adam's still buying yeah. young casey a, a bracelet you know and so because parents love the idea of like buying their their kid or something something that looks cool but also has a teaches you know yeah, in a sense absolutely. and so um so yeah it's really just building out that whole customer journey i talk about 25 years of inspirations is really what our focus is from 15 to 40. Like, let's build that out in product, storytelling, yeah. and, and keep people inspired. Because, you know, it's, I think that's the responsibility of brands. It's not just to sell cool things. It's to have a play in people's lives. People spend a lot of time on Instagram, social media, looking at your content. Like, are you just selling? Or are you doing that plus inspiring them to do something different? So yeah. that's, I love that's that. important. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, it, it's so cool to hear, you know, going from, couple retail stores to thousands very in a very quick time frame i'd love to hear you know some of the the hardships and the moments where things were just not going your way you know yeah. some of the lessons that you've learned yeah. throughout the pro throughout the process of being a founder over yeah. the you know decade you've 
yeah. we've been in the game. I mean, three things pop up. We don't have too much time for three, but I'd say that the biggest challenges we faced, um, number one, is just really building team, right? Really understanding that at a really young age of what your needs are in terms of team. And what I say is if, if I were to do it again and people ask me this is, you know, probably in the earlier stages, I would have really looked to build, you know, naturally when you start a company, you, you know, you, you, you go and you find your buddies and then you, you build from the ground up. They're working in the warehouse. They're doing all the things. They're not that experienced, but you have this connection, that culture. But I think once you get to a point where you have the cash flow and you have enough, um, you know, revenue to, to bring in some people that are experienced and have been there and done it that you can learn from is so important. And so that's what we're doing at this stage of the, the company, really building that, that, that leadership team, that executive team that has that experience. Um, but that's been the challenge is just, you know, working through personal relationships and like all the trials and tribulations of, of building the team. And, and no matter what, the idea could be great. The strategy could be great. But if the culture and the team aren't, aren't great, you yeah. can, you're only going to achieve certain heights. And so that's been one of the challenges that, that we faced. Um, and I'll tell you another one, which is a fun one. You know, as we grew, we came up, we started to um, really our brand has given, you know, people in streetwear, kids that love sneakers, the ability to, to, to resonate with our brand through like for instance nike will come out with a sneaker and we would make a color that kind of lined up with it for sure and if you think about how we grew in international markets because that kid can't afford the 300 400 pair of jordans but they can afford the 30 40 ross cloth that made them feel like they belong and it, they yeah. do belong to the culture in that sense and so within that you know we've 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 gotten a couple cease and desist <laughs> i mean i've gotten letters from whether it be gucci to off-white to yeezy and all these different things and and um, not to say that, it, yeah. and they haven't really phased the business in a sense because we never really copy. We're we're taking our products and inspiration and, and inspiration, and, and and that's what streetwear is based out of. And we're taking inspiration and we're we're giving access to people that can't afford it at that that level. So um, that's, so those are just awesome. Those are fun little things to talk about, and you know I have them up in my office, and it's just things to to, to think back on. No, that, that's super cool. And yeah. literally though, like as you're saying that, I remember like colorways i was a big sneaker guy in high school and it's like the colorways the matching the fits to the rustic it, it's yeah. such a true statement me yeah. as a consumer of your product over the years and you know i've never really thought about it like that in terms of like someone that maybe can't afford the shoes having that connection to yeah. the culture from a, like a fashionable you yeah. know bracelet you're wearing super cool yeah yeah and then eventually they grow up and they can afford the shoes yeah you know? and then that's cool but they they have an opportunity to participate which is yeah dope yeah. Very cool. So I'd love to just kind of take a step back. I know we have limited time today. Like, where are you initially from? Like, family life growing up, siblings. Like, how does that foundation yeah. of your your life, you know, lead to Rastaklat? Yeah, um, I was born in Kenya. Um, so I lived there until I was five years old. My parents migrated here, saved enough money to bring me and my brother, my older brother and older sister here. Got an education. I grew up in Orange County. That's how I got into skateboarding. And um, yeah, just my upbringing was. I remember the day I left Kenya and I told my first grade classmates that I was going to America and I didn't even realize what that meant. And people kind of threw me a little miniature parade. And I didn't, I didn't understand, like, why are people so happy for me? But just understanding the opportunities that we have in this country to be able to create, I literally built a company from an extra pair of shoelaces, right? Like, that's not possible everywhere. Yeah. And, and the ability to do that. And so uh, very grateful for the opportunity this country has given me. But that's where I come from. And that's kind of the chip on my shoulder is everyone that, that worked so hard for me to give me this opportunity, really paying that forward, with the, you know, with giving back to the world um, with the brand, you know? So, Love that. Yeah. Wow. Do you still have family in Kenya? Yeah, yeah. A lot of um, 
uncles and cousins and aunts, you know, so many that I've never even met. So wow. it's a, you know, it's going to be a lifelong yeah. journey to kind of meet and also just think about how do you give back? We have our foundation, the Seek the Positive Foundation. Yeah, yeah I'd love to dive into that. Yeah, yeah. So the foundation, uh, we launched it in 2020. You know, after 10 years of giving back to a lot of different charities, we're like, you know, at this point, like we've got to really own our give back, you know, and we thought about what are the issues that we're really passionate about. And it's really education, like in a sense of mind, body um, and uh, spirit, like you can't be a full like functioning person if you don't not only have the, the scholastic education, but all the other parts So really um, deploying a lot of the revenue that we get through the foundation into those causes and then also equality just you know giving everyone the opportunity to to succeed we're not all cut from the same cloth we're not going to come from the same financial background we'll all have different access but people should have the opportunity to to, to make the best out of themselves so that's what the seek the positive foundation is all about one percent of our proceeds from ross clock goes to that and then we just deploy that and and um and work with great partners around that so that's part of the give back and uh we're actually just getting started. It's still in its infancy stages. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to the next, uh, you know, half decade and what we can do. That's so awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, when it comes to just life outside of business, what inspires you? And, you know, what, what's, who has been an inspiration, whether that's from a fashion design aspect mm -hmm. or a business entrepreneur? Uh, would love to just, you know, hear more about that side of your, side of your life. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of my biggest inspiration, it's not really within the fashion world or anything like that, has been... Uh, Sir Richard Branson, who, you know, I've, I've, I've been uh, ingratiated to be in his presence a few different times and, and just seeing how he navigates his life and that, that balance of having fun and being able to build great things. And there's really not a separation, you know, it's like if you do it the right way and you build an ecosystem around you where purpose and, and, and what you're about is, is everything. That means your yep. relationships, that means your business, that means, you know, how you every move that you make every day is, is about building and manifesting that dream and that vision. He's just an inspiration that's built a, an ecosystem. I think there's a lot of people out there that just want business success and that's fine, yeah. but I want life success, you know, and I want, uh, I want to live balanced. I want to wake up and know that, Hey, I'm coming out here to talk to Casey and it's just like, I'm hyped. It doesn't yeah. feel like a job. It feels like I'm doing my part in the universe. And so, um, Richard Branson is one of my, uh, I I'm curious cause I love guys. the art of just, relationships conversation yeah. like can you kind of dive deeper into these moments with him was it on his island was it at a coffee yeah. shop was it an event like just to kind of get the glimpse of yeah. you know, your interactions with him yeah i've been i've been uh invited to his island and so yeah you get those moments where you just talk to him you know and it, and one thing that i realized with him is he's 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 incredibly willed right like he'll swim three or four miles to the, to the next island he can obviously just take a boat you know and it's uh you know he he circumnavigated the earth with, you know, on, on uh, the hot air, not really technically a hot air balloon. It's a much more advanced hot air balloon. But, <laughs> you know, those type of things where you just start to realize that this person has the same dreams and, and wants as we do, but he has no, he has no, he has no no in it. Like there's no quit in him, you know? And um, I think a lot of us have that, but to that extent and that level yeah. and that belief and being able to communicate to people and inspire engineers and people to do those type of things, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, nowadays we got Elon, you know, who's really active. And, and if you really think about it, Richard was like one of the first, you know. Yeah. And so just seeing that and how, how that's, um, that, to me, that's just like really great. So, yeah, it's just moments of speaking to him on his, at his island. And not only about business, about family, because building a business and building a brand and building a life isn't just about your own pursuit. It's about how do you manage the family, you know, the family yeah. dynamics? How do you 
you know, have a great relationship and do that, you know, build this like truly like fulfilling life. And I learned a lot about more of those conversations from him. Love that. Uh, Cause I, you can't get that in a book. Yeah, so, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that, that's super cool to hear. No, yeah. his island looks gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah we got to get you out there, <laughs> man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, a couple more questions before we wrap up, Daniel. Yeah. You know, when you think about the future of Rossiclat, I know we've talked about different product lines and you know, you guys have been so disciplined about your mission, but like, how do you think about the next 10, 20, 30 years of the brand? And you know, what does it mean to you long-term? Cause I think, you know, having a decade of building and the success that you guys have had, I can't, I can't wait to see what the next yeah. 10 looks like for you guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a great question. And you know, we always talk about building a forever brand, right? Um, one that outlives us, you know, like if I'm no longer here, like I want the, the, the mission of Rossclot to live on, inspire 1%, seek the positive, that mindset. And so really it's that, you know, and when you think about strategically, the world's so volatile that, you know, trying to plan for 20 years out is, <laughs> is kind of challenging. You're really looking yeah. at like, what are we doing in the next three years, you know? And so for us, it's really about expanding our product categories, really building a strong community, stronger community around our message and our brand and, and, and building omni-channel at the end of the day, you know, whether it's uh, Web3, you know, physical retail, all those different things, because, you know, you kind of have to have a lot of different levers to pull on because the world's just throwing, who knows, who knows yeah. what tomorrow brings. Yeah, right? the last so, two, yeah, you can't yeah. predict it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's just, you know, diversifying where our, how we're reaching our customers, where we're finding, where our customers are at and how we reach them is, is really a big part of that. So, but the big thing is, you know, let's, let's do that. But in every touch point, inspire you, these kids, these 15 year olds, like, you know, for you to be doing what you're doing today and, the people that had, you know, influence on you or the brands that did, like, that's a win. No, you know sure. what I'm saying? So, and, yeah. and, and, and I say that too, and we can wrap on this. Like, yeah. Rossiclat was one of those brands. That if you talk about, like, just getting branded, like, that yeah. sticks with you, like, yeah. that is one of them in terms of, like, my yeah. early childhood. And, I, and I, I don't just say that to say that. Like, I actually mean that. And if my mom, I, I told her I'm interviewing you today, <laughs> she was stoked because she's the one that was yeah. – buying these so it, well, it's super cool to hear the story and to know how you think about the brand and yeah. you know the origin story of it all well that's the biggest compliment i could ever get <laughs> and uh and my team too they we got an amazing team that believes in what we do and and, and grinds it out they're grinding right now while i'm here yeah so, yeah absolutely yeah, it's the biggest compliment they can get too so thank you no absolutely well yeah. before we wrap up daniel uh before we go where's the best place for everyone listening to learn about you follow Rastaclat and mm -hmm. just get involved with everything that you're doing in your community. Yeah, you can find me. I'm on Instagram, daniel.casidi, K-A-S-I-D-I. Um, and then uh, Rastaclat, rastaclat.com. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, TikTok as well. So just at Rastaclat. And uh, yeah, just check us out. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, we're there. We're, we're awesome. active. <laughs> awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah. And uh, for everyone listening or watching, if you aren't already subscribed, make sure you do. Follow Daniel. I'll make sure to link everything down below. And of course, huge shout out to Blue Wire Studios for having us today. And I will talk to you guys soon.